obviously you made a right turn because here's the wrong kind of podcast hey everybody welcome to the show it's the wrong kind of podcast yancey's here with me today ahoy and we've got a couple of special guests i'm gonna mess it up patrick willoughby willoughby i knew i was gonna mess it up and chance james over there hey hey so which one wants to start first all right, what, what do you want to know? All right, so you're known for the Chasing with Chance. Yes, sir. And I come to know you when uh, you uh, found some cars in what mm-hmm. we know as the Rock Crusher down by Lenapal. Yep. So how did you get into uh, looking for stuff in the water? I went down a rabbit hole one night, you know, and I was on YouTube, and I came across this channel. His uh, channel's name was actually... Uh, man plush river his his name's dallas down in texas yeah and he said uh you know his thumbnail said i found this fishing i'm like what 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 can you find other than fish you know fishing and he yeah. ended up, it was magnet fishing really? and he ended up pulling up a scooter and then i've been hooked ever since and, really? you know living in the area and about the rock crusher and in the surrounding area I, mean, I i knew there's stuff in there so you found like what four or five cars in there it ended up being eight total eight total and there was a 70 chevelle in there right uh, i believe so that's yes. what caught my yeah. eye mm-hmm. yeah damn that thing was terrible mm-hmm. it was not worth it was with. weird because there was no motor no transmission no tires or wheels it was upside down it was completely stripped so it like, is strange and it didn't look like it was crashed yeah i'm guessing somebody was robbing motors and stuff and yeah. throwing it away mm-hmm. which is stupid because i believe it was an ss2 if i remember right i think so i think we were pretty much both crying about that <laughs> you could tell we're kind of car guys i was like and what in the hell wasn't one of those cars like from pennsylvania too or something yeah, like that there, there was that white lincoln that was still from pennsylvania supposedly yeah so uh what's the coolest thing you've ever found afar uh, from those ve- uh, uh, other than those vehicles there was a over in the Kenny river on um, four mile road Lenapaw. Yeah. So you take it all the way across Highway 75. Yeah. I want to say it's County Road 10 or 11. The, the north side, the north road of Lenapaw. Take it all the way across to Highway 75. You cross 75. Yeah. There's two bridges down there. On the second bridge, I found a total of seven guns that were cut up and tore apart. I mean, I had the trigger mechanism. Uh, trigger mechanism. I had the, the barrel in one. I had a full handgun. Really? And, and, it, and apparently they were, ended up st- uh, being stolen out of uh, Creek County. So when you find those, do you like call authorities and say, "Hey, yes. I found these guns"? Just it, to... if they have numbers, yes. Really? Yeah. Seven guns, like mm-hmm. handguns, mm-hmm. barrels. Uh, there was, I think, three ARs, two shotguns, a handgun, and and pieces of others. I, I couldn't. Now I know Patrick over here dives. Are you a diver too? Or? I am not a diver. No. So you're like a ground guy, and he goes in the water. Pretty much, yes, sir. Well, I mean, you kind of need each other, I guess, right? Yeah. Well, actually, how I got in con- contact with them is I had. You know, doing my research with my drone, as you know, I had a, an, I'm going to call it an anomaly in the back seat of this car. And a very popular group at the time, known as Adventures with Purpose, was in the Tulsa area. Mm-hmm. So I went down there with this video of this anomaly in the back seat and said, hey, look at this. I think I have something. I think you're going to come up here. And he, Patrick, ended up overhearing me. And uh, we had a conversation you know, aside from the Adventures with Purpose crew, and that's when he came up and scanned it, and we had the totality pictures of all the vehicles, where they were aligned at. It was really cool. Really? You got some scanning equipment? Yes, sir. So, so tell us about you first. Okay Diver, right? Okay Diver, I specialize in blackwater diving. Uh, if you can't see your hand in front of your face, that's what I That's enjoy. blackwater? Blackwater, yes, sir. You ever run across any big-ass fish or anything? 
I've touched some big fish, but I've never seen any big fish. Really? When you say you thought they were big, like, what do you think they were? I could, I mean, being conservative, 60, 70 pound catfish. Jeez, mm-hmm. man. That eat a man up, I think. I mean, they're pretty interesting. They're just mm-hmm. as scared as you as you are of them when you touch them. Yeah. So, okay, diver. How'd all that get started? I started scuba diving, and I found a passion for it and a niche for it local, and it just kind of fell into place of it. That's pretty cool. And you're the one that told me that you had some equipment. He just kind of talked about it. What kind of equipment do you got? I, uh... Also, I specialize in underwater sonar. I have Garmin set up, and uh, I side scan and Garmin live scope. And so I can use a side scan to go in and scan bodies of water to locate uh, anomalies or what I think are man-made anomalies. And then at that point, I will mark them on my side scan, and then I will get right over the top of them with my Garmin live scope. And I will use it for the down and dirty to actually figure out exactly what it is down there. Now, when you say live scope, is that essentially like a video camera or something? Um, it's essentially kind of like a, I mean, a lot of people call it a, the new video game, especially for fishermen, because a lot of fishermen use them. Mm-hmm. I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Now, yeah. And uh, they specialize in looking at fish all day. Yeah. Well, I specialize in looking at fish, vehicles, boats, Stuff. structure everything and then what's nice about me is when i locate an anomaly on it on the sonar if i can't a hundred percent by going over it multiple angles multiple ways everything and then i switch over to different frequencies use different things if i can't a hundred percent identify what it is from the surface i can dive on it and at that point i can identify what it is even if i can't see it I've got really good at touching stuff and being able to tell what stuff is with my eyes closed, essentially. That's pretty cool. You need to go up there to Oak Island and help them find some. They can't well, find anything. There's there. a reason that stuff ain't being found. <laughs> yeah, no, I think so, too. I've been watching it for 10 years, though, damn it. I'm not going to continue to watch. Uh, what's the coolest thing you've ever found? Well, that's the that's the that's always the big question. Yeah. Um, I found a $7,400 piece of jewelry that I almost discarded as as brass trash. Really? I was getting ready to throw it in my brass scrap pile, and I realized it had a serial number on there. And I knew that most of the time you're, they only put serial numbers on stuff that are expensive or semi-sort of expensive. And I was like, well, brass don't have serial numbers. So I grabbed it back after I threw it in my brass bucket, and I grabbed it back, and it said Cartier. Oh, hey. Mm. And then it had a serial number. And so the first thing I did was grab my phone, and I look on Google, Cartier, yeah. and it come up, and then it showed this exact bracelet, and there was two different versions. There was a $7,400 version and then a $12,400 version. And I about kind of had a heart attack. I was like, what? And I looked at my buddy that was with me, and I said, am I reading this right? Is this exactly what I've got in my hand? And he's like, dude, that's what it looks like. So I ended up, funny story is I ended up paying there locally to have that appraised. And then I was able to, through once I found out, because I thought I had a fake. So after I paid to have it appraised, I found out that I had a real piece of gold. And I'm like, you know, and... That could have been nice to cash out on, but I went above and beyond, and I called Cartier, and Cartier still had the uh, information on file for whoever purchased that serial number. Really? And they was able to reach out to the owners who reached out to me in return, who was really thankful to have it back, but they didn't want any social media or any, they didn't even, like, 
do a finder's fee or anything whenever by law i didn't have to return that to anyone yeah i rightfully found it so you just did the right thing i guess that's my goal and anything i can find that i can remotely find the owners on i try to return it to my best of my ability i mean uh just saw a sign today in the doctor's office about character i mean (laughs) i'm not Mm. sure i could have just done that i don't know I find watches, Apple watches, and cell phones on a regular basis, and I'm able to locate the owners to them most That's of the time. Cool. Was it uh, you guys, one of you, that had the the, the license and the phone you found uh, just the other day? Possibly. I think we both had yeah. finds. I found one this guy took. I still haven't found the guy yet. Really? Yeah. That's got to be a bad deal. Your phone, your license at the bottom of the. It had a cash app yeah. card or drive. Was it a oh, yeah, license? Yeah. And yeah, I actually was going to do another post today, but I wasn't able to. I'm trying to locate the owner still for that yeah. one because it's got an active yeah. uh, lifetime fishing license and a uh, active uh, uh, cash app card. Yeah. So, and we both well, sent him money saying, hey, we found your He sent him a dollar, stuff. and then I sent him a dollar saying, hey, can you please call me? And I sent my cell phone number. I guess if he wants his stuff, he might have. Like, did he think he turned it off? Maybe and just. I mean, possibly. There's no telling. Huh. All right. So here's what I really want to know. We got a local legend here. You guys know about it. The crane at the bottom of the shell pit. <laughs> so that was a pretty big Facebook post, and I got several comments. There was the. Uh, I saw it in the 50s and 60s when there was a, a drought. The top six foot of it. Uh somebody's grandpa or grandma saw you in a train that's down there uh another guy said it was removed i asked for some documentation he didn't reply uh there was one guy that uh said he remembered it as a kid or something i don't know these people are much older than me so what do you guys know about this here crane at the bottom of the shell pit that is still there (laughs) i mean i haven't heard anything otherwise no i'm skeptical that it's even there to begin with? That it's with. even there. I, I too, am skeptical. That's where I come in at. And that's where we need you to come in at. Because mm-hmm. I specialize in underwater sonar. Mm-hmm. If the city... And that's ahead. that's why we were late getting here, because we stopped by that spot. Did you find it? The, the crane? No. no. We didn't find a crane. No. <laughs> See, it's not there. <laughs> so, I'm not going to lie to you. Part of my goal is was to ask you in here is, I want to know. and We all want to know. If, yes. if yeah. you both are interested... I'm going to do whatever I can to try to help you get permission. If you can get us permission free of charge, I'll sign waivers, releases, taking all uh, liability and all risk into my own possession. I'll be more than glad to put a kayak Same. in there, put yep. my sonar and scan it. So, and if they give me permission to do that, then hopefully they'll give me permission to dive on any said targets. Yeah. And the nice thing is, is I won't even have to dive to know if there's a crane there or to know if there's a steam engine or a, a train down there. Something. Because if there is... I can tell you that on my sonar. Well, you would think that this steam shovel, crane, whatever you want to call it for, you know, it's not going to be, well, I mean, I guess it could be flat now, crumbled over, but it's not going to be just a bump. It's going to be a sizable something. And the details that I can pull out of it, that if it's a crane. You'll know right away it's a crane. They have been uh, pushing dirt off in there for quite a while. So, I mean, there's going to be some sediment, I'm sure, but... That leads me to believe, because of how open that particular place is, what else is in there? Because anybody could run a vehicle off in there in the middle of the night, and nobody ever seen it. Well, that's funny you say that. When I was on the commission uh, before, it was pretty much just, if you were driving down the highway going north, 
there is the opportunity for you to lose control and yep. go right off in the pit. And I said, we probably should put something up there. It just made sense to me. And they, they've put something up there. It's much nicer than what they originally put up there. But yeah, I saw a picture out the other day. I probably won't be able to find it again. I'll look for it and send it to you guys. Somebody took a picture from a, a airplane way back in the day mm-hmm. when the uh, brick plant was still there on the south side where the uh, firing range is now. Mm-hmm. On the east side of that, was row after row after row of thousands of bricks and the the shell pit was dry and you could see items in it like cars and trucks and stuff so that would be cool to look at and then go okay so we think this is about the area but it's not that big i imagine between the two of you you could you could figure it out well it's not a big body of water you give me an hour on there with my kayak and i'm going to tell you everything that's on the bottom so I'll tell everything. you how deep it is. I'll tell you the fish population. I'll tell you everything you want to know about it. So I'm going to do everything I can to see if I can make that happen. I mean, I'm, tell me what I need to I'm, do to help make that happen. I'm, I'm friendly with people. I think I know the first person I'm going to talk to, and uh, we'll we'll go from there. I don't see what they would be worried about as liability. That's what they'd be worried about. But we can take care of things like that. That's not a big deal. Insurances easy to get hold of uh yeah because that's cool man i mean that's that's local legend stuff yeah. is there, is there mm-hmm. any other legends that you've went seeking before that you've heard of things you're looking like you did find something <laughs> did you find hoffa <laughs> maybe no i feel like let's you're... put it this way i do a lot of stuff <laughs> that i have to sign ndas on oh yeah and we'll kind of just leave it at that because I can't really talk about it. I understand. Anyway. Have you worked for law enforcement stuff before like that? they call you well, in? Well, the word work, no, as far as do stuff for the authorities, yes. Okay. I've yeah, I was, it. It's all volunteer. I was going to ask that. You guys go, <clears throat> excuse me, farther than just being a hobbyist. You uh, are kind of freelance, too, if somebody wants to hire you or not even hire you, just uh, procure your services. I spe- you can come in and... Yes, I specialize in, like I said, search and recovery, underwater sonar. And so there's a lot of organizations that need someone with my experience. But if someone like me was to charge for my time, that could be very expensive. So I completely fund out of my own pocket. So if I, I can only do stuff as I got, my own, I got the funding to do it. But, yes, I get asked to help with several cold cases or missing persons reports, missing person cases. I get families reaching out to me. I have uh, organizations that reach out to me and stuff like that or uh, along those lines. Mm-hmm. Well, you, you mentioned, you know, YouTube earlier. There's mm-hmm. some guys that I watch on YouTube that they specialize in finding automobiles of, and missing people. You know, they try to zero in where somebody might have gone missing, right. and if there's a body of water there, they search it, and they'll maybe find the the vehicle or, you know, if the person is still there or whatever, trying to solve these cold cases of, of people and whatnot. It sounds like that's along the same lines of what you're talking about. Yeah, but a lot of the ones that you see publicly, most of the, oh, like a publicly videos and stuff, like he mentioned Adventures with Purpose, they don't work anything that has foul play involved. That's where individuals like me come in because God puts me exactly where he wants me. He gave me the ability to do what I do. Mm-hmm. And so this is the least I can do. So. so what else you got? 
Anything cool to talk about? We got some time here. I have. Uh, I had y'all mentioned doing stuff. I had to. Um, had an individual or an organization reach out to me not last night, not yesterday evening, but the evening before about trying to go to Kansas and Missouri and work some uh, cold cases hmm. that have to do with uh, rock quarries up there. Interesting. Interesting enough. Have you heard the? Uh, I'm sure you have the uh, legends of the. Uh the pits over by uh, Frotnack and over that uh, way. West Mineral. West Mineral. Yeah. Because it's a pretty well-known fact that a lot of the old mafia guys from Kansas City retired to Frotnack, Kansas. Right. It's a pretty well-known thing. And people say that the reason they knew about this area was because they came down here and did business. Yeah. <laughs> it's a nice way of putting it. And, and who go knows? Ahead. Go ahead, man. Go ahead. Okay Diver has received lots of anonymous tips, yeah. messages, notifications from individuals who want to remain anonymous or along those lines who are constantly sending me leads and tips of, hey, back in the day, 50, 60 years ago, I know for fact vehicles went off in here because I was with the group of guys who did it and <laughs> I didn't want anything to do with it and blah, 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 but I know this is in there. Yeah. And then at that point, I have to come in and I have to try to get access to these properties. Yeah. And that is extremely difficult because especially in this area or even in the Northern Oklahoma area, there's a lot of people with very big chunks of property. Yeah. That means they have a lot of money. What I have run into with a lot of these families is they're afraid of people coming after their money. And so they don't want to know what's in the, in these bodies of waters on their property. They'll even admit, I mean, I've had, I've talked to families that joke around that say that they can put the flower moon killer to shame if really? they was to drain these pits on their property. Damn. Well, that's uh, interesting. I mean. So let's uh, talk about something you guys brought in here. It is a, what is it? A time? A detonator. It? It's, a, a, it's a timed detonator? Is that what it is? It's a fuse timer? Yeah. Yeah. I found that in the Verdigris River underneath the 169 bridge up by the fair and rodeo ground over there. At the time, I didn't know what it was. It was so rusty, I couldn't make out anything. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. After I got home and cleaned it up a little bit, did a little bit of research, I found out it is a fuse timer to what I believe is a nineteen model Model B nineteen oh seven artillery shell. And it says nineteen oh seven right on the side of right. it, and it clearly yeah. looks like some kind of timer. It's adjustable. But you also found a similar item near the same place. Yes, the exact same spot. Um, I can't remember the time when, when it happened, but the Wichita Bomb Squad had to come down and uh, take yeah. care of it. You had quite the deal going on yeah. out there. You yeah. Had the, you had quite the stir. Yeah. I, I, I'm I'm not done out there. That's pretty cool. Uh, you know, I see those uh, magnets advertised on Facebook all the time. And I'm like, one of these days I'm going to get one of them mm -hmm. some bitches, you know, <laughs> but I never have. And you're just finding all kinds of stuff mm -hmm. with that. Yep. I was watching one of your videos today where you was... He's pulling up something. I forget what it was now. There's, I've seen so many. I don't even remember now what it was. But it, it was, uh, it was. You said Dewey. Is that the same place you're talking about? The Four Mile Road? No. This was right outside Dewey. This yes. was just nine days ago. No, I haven't been out nine days. Well, it was posted nine days ago or something. I don't know. Hmm. I was pretty well, sure it said nine days well, ago. Well, I do know there's a spot over in Dewey where there is a motorcycle. Really, but where the bridge is at and the location and everything, it's very difficult to get out. Huh. So I'm trying to find somebody to uh, assist with that. You mostly stay in Oklahoma, or I'll, I'll go wherever. It's just so, it's so damn hot. How's this work with public 
domain, private land? How does um, that work? As far as I know, going into public, you know, like rivers and lakes, there's no no real law against it. Um, it's just just like regular fishing. Yeah. Um, but if you go on a private property, I try to get permission from yeah. the oper- you know yeah. property owner before I go do anything. So I didn't know if like you got off the road and walked down the side. I mean, technically, it, I guess it you're depends on, on the depends side. on the road. If it's a lightly traveled road, I can throw from the bridge. Yeah. Uh, or if the like the 169 bridge over here, yeah. um, I can just go down the bank and throw down there. So I know some guys that live south of there that could would probably let you on. I think you might know him. I don't know. Everybody seems to know him. Huh. Get me in contact with them. Yeah, I'll do it. It's no problem. Uh, and you're the same way. You have to be called, or you just ever go out and go, "Hey, I want to check out this body of water." I do. Um, when my own curiosity, and when I obviously have extra funds, yeah. I work for myself 100. percent I pretty much do diving for 90 percent of my income. Really? Yeah. All right. I was I was going to ask you if you guys, you know do this for a living or if you're you know i would love to yeah we're working stiff like the rest mm-hmm. of us yeah. Yeah. yeah and you say you're so you're a professional diver then uh yeah oh that's sense. cool that's all right how long you been diving uh commercially or contract uh being a contract diver for about three years now all right that's awesome that you're able to do turn your hobby yeah. into you know it's a way to make money that's that's wonderful mm-hmm. if i could figure out how to get pages to sit in here and just talk that'd be great my wife would get tired of it after a while, but you know. I've invested a lot of uh, money and a lot of time into myself and into my training over the past several years to be able to get to where I'm at, too. So Something I've noticed about you, your demeanor, you're very calm. And I imagine that that's something that you have to be if you're in black water. You know me. There's no way <laughs> yeah. in hell I'd make it. They'd be like, he's not, he's dying. Right. You know? I've ridden in an elevator with him. <laughs> yeah, so. it's not good. So I'll tell you, I mean, in in the style of diving I do, it's not a lot of people will do it. Yeah. The number one thing down there that will destroy you or get you killed quick is your own mind. Your mind will be the first thing that plays tricks on you. Well, I believe that. And the second you think it won't, you'll be done. And yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I'm known for diving deep. I just, um, I was just contracted to bring a big boat up from out of Grand Lake at over 90 feet deep, zero visibility. Wow. Huh. So you always hear those stories that like we talked earlier about those big giant fish that are down there. I will personally tell you the fish catfish the size of Volkswagens. <laughs> I've seen it and heard it in every state. You've seen it and heard it every state. <laughs> right. It's not out there. I'm looking. My uh, grandparents, when they used to be alive, were caretakers of a lake uh, to the west of Sand Springs called uh, Shell Creek. Shell Lake. Shell, yeah. Yep. yeah. They, and they lived right there in that little house right yep, next to the, the dam. Ga- the dam gate or the dam house. Yeah. Yep. And he would have to go down in there occasionally to inspect the dam, which I'm out on that deal, you know. But uh, I got a little claustrophobia issue. Last thing I want to do is be in the dam when it breaks. <laughs> but uh, a lot of fishermen talked about those big fish there. It's funny that you mentioned that lake because yeah. I've actually dove in that lake, dove right, right next to the dam, straight right. out from that boat ramp that's right next yeah. to the house you speak of. Yeah. Um, 
no, there's no catfish down there the size of a Volkswagen. Huh. If he was, he's not. I mean, yeah. I, I know he's not there. Dang. With that being said, the relation I do have with that body of water is I have a kayak, the same kayak that I'll put in the body of water up here if we can get access to it. Right. I actually recovered it out of Shell Lake there at the dam. The it kayak. Was, the kayak. All right. What a funny story is a local fishing guide had a buddy on his boat who kicked this, uh, kicked a fishing pole off of his boat. In returns, uh, in return for me to go recover this fishing pole for this fishing guide, they would give me the coordinates to this sunken kayak that sunk in the in, like early fall yeah. before. And so I'm like, okay, so I yeah. go out to where the fishing pole was lost, recovered it really fast. So at the time, I didn't specialize in underwater sonar. So I reach out to a couple local fishing guides to see if any of them was interested in volunteering their time to help me and explain to them that this kayak could be very beneficial for my what I do and search and recovery, stuff like that, and what I was getting into. And uh, one volunteered their time. That's cool. And so we went out there. And if you know anything about that lake, you know it's non-swimming lake. You cannot yeah. swim in it. And I found that out last minute. And so I ended up blowing up Sand Springs, everybody's number that I could find. Mm -hmm. And I let them know a kayak was sunk in there, and I'm trying to get in there to get permission to be able to dive on it and recover it. Yeah. Oh, uh, yes, get in there, get it out. We want it gone. Awesome. No problem. That's all I needed. That's good. We went out there, located it within about 30 minutes, and I dove on it. That is an old lake, too. I don't know how old that dam is, but it looks it's, quite it's old. old. Yeah. It looks like it's wpa stuff is what it looks like it 30s, could yeah 20, it, 30s it could possibly be it, it's crickety it's not <laughs> the, it, it's a one lane yeah. that you drive across to get to the other side the house is somewhat grandma would sell worms and pop to fishermen i mean that's it was that kind of vibe you know yeah it was a good place to hang out in the summertime so if uh, somebody wants to get a hold of you you start, man. They want to where? How do they get a hold of you? Find me on uh, Facebook, Chasing with Chance. Chasing with Chance. You got a YouTube channel or anything? I like do. That? I'm not very active on it yet. Um, I'm more active on Facebook, but I do have some videos out there on YouTube. I mean, there's a little bit of money to be made out there. Yeah, you might be able to make you a few yeah. bucks. That's real quick. That kayak that he was talking about. Yeah. Here's what he used to locate my cars for me. Oh, that's, that's right. Because he yeah. was there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I real quick. Uh, I actually was magnet fishing in that pit when I found the vehicle. That's when I found my first, I found that Ford F-150. Yeah. Um, I thought it was a motorcycle by the way my magnet was bouncing on the target, whatever it was, and threw my grappling hook on it. I got hooked to the grill of that Ford. Of course, I'm not gonna be able to pull it up. I'm yeah. gonna hook to that, that Ford and I tie it to my, uh, my dad's truck and snap the rope. So then, and then the oil came up. Uh -oh. And, and then right, just, right, right then I knew this is a vehicle. You basically were Jed Clampett. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good time. So then at that point, I called the you know the sheriff's office and like, oh yeah, it's already there. We know about <laughs> it's it. <there. laughs> it's no big deal. <laughs> so what? How did that whole thing get started? That we want to move all these cars out. Uh, a lot of perseverance and a lot of frustrating conversations trying to get somebody to help us pull it out. Once I got hold of Patrick, you know the the person to go down there and hook them up. Mm -hmm. The hardest part for me was being able to find somebody to pull them out yeah. without wanting five thousand dollars a car mm. and then where are the cars at you just whoever pulled them the out the towing company them? that pulled them out um uh they actually kept it for for scrap yeah yeah they, they contacted the owner said hey we have your vehicle you have this i think it's 90 days to come get it if they don't then they just scrap them out that's pretty cool yeah so if anybody has anything they're lost they can get a hold of you and you can you'll magnet around mm -hmm. for them yep. and find it yep 
If so. I can't, Patrick can. Yeah. And then you, how do they get a hold of you? Okay, Diver on Facebook. I do have a YouTube that I'm trying to be more active on. Um, I do want to put out that if anybody knows of any bodies of water on private properties that have stories or rumors surrounding them and the owners will give us permission, I'll be more than glad to come in and scan these bodies of water at no charge to anyone as long as I have the extra funds. I got to do it here when, the, when I have the time. I understand. I mean, I know of one. I think we're going to try to get you in there. I'm going to do everything I can. Because you know, see, I'm also a politician. <laughs> we're going to get you in there. I mean, Let's do I, it. I want to know, damn it. It's It's been my whole life. Well, yeah. the one right over here, I don't think it has anything cool in it. Uh, when there was a bad storm where the where the second old Walmart sits now. Across the, from Pizza Hut? Yeah. yeah. Okay. In the... What late eighties, early nineties? There was a hell of a, a storm, and there that was Cook Brothers Lumber. Remember that? Mm-hmm. And it blew a lot of their stuff into that, like right. buildings and stuff. So there's stuff in there. Nice. I don't. Well, and that thing's a a third of a size as it used to be. They've been filling it in for years. They've been doing so. a hell of a job too, yeah. filling it in. It ain't gonna be very much longer. So y'all mentioned filling it in. This is what I'm trying to do. This is why I put it out there that if y'all know anybody's a water, anyone knows anybody's a water, because a lot of them are ultimately ultimately being filled in. And what I'm running into on a regular basis is a lot of these older bodies of water that are rumored to have missing people or said in them. A lot of times because someone doesn't want to know what's down there, like, for example, the city pit that's over there, they're filling it in. Yeah. How many things have they already covered up that could have solved missing persons cases or missing vehicles cases, you know? I mean. Well, I may have to burn some favors, try to get you guys in there. I'd like to really see that. I'm not getting no damn kayak, though. There's no way in hell. <laughs> they leave that up to the ones yeah. who specialize. I'll sit it, there so. on the side and like, yeah, over there. Yancey's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. got a kayak. He might want to go out and paddle around with sure. it. I don't know. Have I'm, you seen any, any sonar video or anything? Of... Side scan sonar at all? Like that or just in Just in general. Oh, yeah. Uh, Yeah. Stupid ass. Uh, (laughs) What do you call it? Curse of Oak Island and all those other shows I watch constantly. And I'm I'm fascinated with that stuff. You had me when you told me that. You sent me a message or posted on, I don't know. I get all confused with the internet. Yeah, and I was like, oh, shit. Well, when the LiveScope stuff came out, you know, uh, just a few years ago. You know, it was all over all the fishing forums oh, and yeah. stuff that yeah. I belong to. And cheaters. man, yeah, <laughs> the cheater <laughs> fishers and whatnot. Yeah. And it's, it's really cool that, you know, it's used for, yeah. for this. Yeah. Well, awesome thing is the sonar uh, in the right hands is being used for a lot of great things. Unfortunately in the fishing world, it's kind of, the fish don't really have the advantage anymore because it's not no. really as much catch as fishing as much as it's catching anymore. Yeah. I saw a picture the other day of a guy was fishing and. It's like, hey, there's like a two-pound crappie right below the boat. Okay, let me see if I can get it. Yeah, when I you guess. can literally see them swimming too. It's not like when you're you were I using can. a hummingbird back in the day, and you know you had the transducer yeah, and it was showing yeah. you stuff after the boat had already gone over it. You know, you knew they were down there and you were in the right place. But with I this can, live scope, I mean, yeah. it's real time. I can tell you if it's crappie, if it's bass, if it's spoonbill, if it's gar, if it's carp. I can tell you what kind of fish uh, it is. I feel like that's when you uh, put the cheat code in your video game <laughs> and you ruin the video game, like San Andreas. Yeah. We won't talk about the cheat code. The, the, the Contra code. Well, 
keep this there's <laughs> like my sonar and the Garmin Lyscope is so sensitive and so real real time that like a lot of fishermen and even I've known for using mine for fishing occasionally yeah. you can drop your lure down and see it on the screen you can and see you can lure. see the fish chase it everything it's and what's it takes the guess a game out of it because you drop it down there they either chase it or they don't if they don't chase it instead of casting 20 minutes to find out nothing's interesting change your bait switch your bait out real fast <laughs> yeah. wow what's really cool is, is if we're diving on a target and he i'm on the boat top side and he's diving you can see him on the live scope going oh, yeah. down to the oh, target. Really? that would really be cool. cool and it's just looks like yep. a dude looks like a scuba diver with tanks on his back black and, and white coming up. grayish yeah. pixelated it's, kind of a it's thing. pixelated yeah. it worked my understanding is it works off the same uh technology as like ultrasounds do for like it's pregnant very cool theme. it's very cool when i get off here i think i'm gonna make some phone calls and see if i can uh, start the process i ain't pissed anybody off here lately so maybe we'll get you <laughs> i have uh big boats that yeah. I can put my sonar on. Yeah. I have my kayak. I can put my sonar on. I can put my sonar on your boat, anybody's boat. So I don't know what the legalities are of even fishing down there. That'd be a first. We're just gonna find out. First thing, we're going. We're going. We're going to contact somebody and see what we can do. Because for nothing else, it's good for the community. It's something to. Hey, man, let's right. find out. Create let's, a buzz. Let's uh, let's yeah. let's figure out what's in there. I dove at the blue well here, uh, <laughs> middle of the summer. Yeah, I drove over there. I recovered a lady's cell phone that had irreplaceable photos on it. For it was, the city, it was on the news too. Yeah, I think I actually saw that. The blue whale is very cool. Yeah, oh, it's yeah, very it cool. What I like about it is I kind of feel proud because it was closed down to the public in, in the summer of 1988. It was the last time it was open to the public to be able to get in the water. And to my understanding, I've been the first person to actually get in the water swimming, which I inspected the structure of the blue whale. And then I did some recoveries and found fishing poles, a little shark, cell phones. And uh, so I kind of like that. It was pretty neat. May need you to swim experience. State Lake and tell me and Yancey where the damn crappie are because <laughs> or yeah. if there's any fish. In there. <laughs> we just need my sonar for that. Is there I'm anything besides you. perch in there? I mean, we can catch uh, Keys- you know bite little biteies all day long. But y'all familiar with uh, Wibbit on Keystone Lake, the uh, 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 Jellystone Inflatable Water Park that's uh, out on the water? Uh-uh. Hmm. I two years ago I went out there just for the fun of it and dove under that water park and recovered over 600 pairs of sunglasses. Wow. <laughs> I can That's imagine about right. Yeah. yeah, thank God I get the this, uh, cheap Oakleys. This pair of Costas right here is a pair that I recovered out of the water, and they're one hundred and ninety six dollars on their website. But I see that you have a strap to hold them on. Well, no, that was on them when I found them. <laughs> I just uh, <laughs> run it through real my well. run yeah. it through my ultrasonic cleaner, and yeah. I mean, I would never buy them. Works real yeah. well. Yeah, I don't buy nice glasses. My niece is a store manager, so I get the. Uh, Family discount. So, right on. Yeah, there's no way in hell I'd wear expensive glasses. They get destroyed. All right, guys, thanks for coming in. I'm going to see if we can uh, figure thanks out a way to get us. you in the water. Thank you. All right. Hey, uh, guys, make sure you go by the uh, website, wkopodcast.com. Be sure to share this episode, like it, review it. You know, all the things I always ask you to do every week. See you later.